and welcome to episode the. What about if they're watching this in the afternoon? Oh god, yeah. you've ruined it. Okay, first one. Good morning, afternoon, <laughs> and evening, and <laughs> noon, and the and early hours of the morning. That's good morning, though, isn't it? Yeah, it is, guys. Hello, and uh, welcome to episode the thirteenth of Tamper Tantrum. Uh, we're very pleased you could join us again. My name is Colin Harmon. I'm a barista. It's a very slick start. Thanks My name's much. Stephen Layton, and I'm not a barista. Touche. <laughs> uh, so, um, it's, these are kind of come along at a nice pace now. I think yeah. we're kind of doing okay. It's good. So well, we, went, we meant to do one in December as well, weren't we? We would have been doing really okay, but then we got drunk on the Saturday night in the staff party. And oh, yeah. Yeah. Thank you to Mulligans, by the way, it was cool. I've cool. I've very, very cool. Yeah. I really, really enjoyed it. So, if you're ever in Dublin, go to Mulligans. I, and just to cut, because I, I think it needs more than that, but it was the 3FE staff party, and we went, and every course had a beer paired to it. Except for the, the last one. Except for the last one, which had whiskey paired with it, and then we got some special whiskey as well from them. So what was just, it? A 20, 25, 25 year old Beaumont, which I've never had, uh, although I've been to the distillery, I've never had it. Yeah. And it was really, really cool. My favourite bit was when Jordan turned around and said, This whiskey's older than I am. I was like, uh. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, it was great. So, um, happy Christmas, everybody, and I hope you had a wonderful new year and everybody got home and everybody got stranded in the snow. And that, um, like you nearly did. I did, yeah. And but, yeah, so, um, hopefully you had a great Christmas and uh, I hope all your new years are as wonderful as the last. Well, maybe they didn't have a good new year. Then I hope it's better. Yes, yes, may it be prosperous and wonderful. Yes, indeed. So we're full got, of coffee. Yes, I'm full of coffee. So we've got a few things to talk about today. Uh, first up, we thought we'd um, talk about uh, our... Can we call them our sister videocast? <laughs> we could call it that, couldn't we? Can we not call them the evil competition? No, we uh, could call them the... Um, the big, cuddly Atlanta lovely people that are called Dirty Cup. Our video alter egos. <laughs> I, I, oh, I don't have it. No, oh, no, don't get your dirty laundry out. He had a dirty cup T-shirt on yesterday. You no, don't need to, call. I saw it. Dirty cup. See, I can't. See, this this looks great. And to you, you go, oh, look, it's a copy T-shirt. It's a dirty cup. But when I walk down the street with dirty cup on my, yeah, get dirty looks. Don't Google it. Um, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it raises eyebrows. Nice. Um, but yeah, so. They, um, you can talk them through this, I think. Okay, so they're filming a coffee documentary, which is uh, going to be in Honduras. <laughs> what? That's all right. It doesn't matter. What? Oh, it doesn't matter. What? Uh, no, nothing. Come on. Go ahead, go ahead, sorry. I just, I just thought I was going to shorten coffee documentary. And I went, no, that would be, no, we can't call it that. doesn't matter. You'll have to tell me later. Yes. Um, so yeah, a coffee documentary which is in Honduras, uh, working with a group of farmers who have stopped growing coffee. That's right, isn't it? Yeah, there was a hurricane. And yeah. Like... Yeah, and basically lots of the plants stopped gone, and they're going to go and kind of really help. Not necessarily help, as in you know, they're not agronomists. So I saw a video where they were yeah. telling us, and and, and uh, I think it's a really cool idea. Really love it. They were trying to raise $10,000 to get it done. They got to 6000 I think it was. Um, and unfortunately, if they didn't reach the ten, then it kind of got closed up. 
but I know that they are still looking for funds because they're going to do it anyway. Are they? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that was the kind of post that came out afterwards that they're going to make it happen. Well, I forgot to donate. Well, then... So, you keep then, talking and I'm going to then, donate. No, yeah. what I'm going to do... Go... Ding. Yes. Ding. Right. That is a contact for the Dirty Cook guys. You need to contact them. Yeah. And they will tell you... You can't donate anymore. Why not? Because I told you that the, the, once the Kickstarter thing gets to I think you can't. But you need to send it to Hunt. Okay, so, so if I go to Dirty Cup, if you were really talking you through this process, Dirty yeah. Cup, <coughs> you could also open up separate browsers and and deny this while you're watching this as well. So yes, yes. Go to dirtycup.com. But I don't know how they're it, Donate at the top. There we go. So the, on the Dirty Cup at the very top right, there's a donate button. Is that for the donate. web? Is that for the website or for the? No, that's for the okay. documentary. Put one's money where one's mouth is. Indeed, indeed, and I need to do exactly the same. You uh, already done it. No, but because the Kickstarter fund didn't go through, I ended up getting my money back, so I've got to go and do this as well. Cool. Um, is that okay? I think that's incredibly generous. Yes, okay. Right. So, so um, yeah, basically want to get the funds together to have the equipment, the flights, cover incidental, stuff like that. And you should really go and do it because we love the Dirty Cup guys, don't we? Yeah, they're good. Even though they don't do video casts anymore and I really like them and it kind of, it was nice to see something coffee. Yeah, coffee's answered to a military coup. <laughs> um, I don't think this is good TV though, you see watching you donate. You showed the credit card though. I showed my credit card there. Why is it not gold or platinum? Because it's got a picture of me in my pants and that. <laughs> uh, so, um, I think... Okay, I, I'm going to do this afterwards. Yes, do it afterwards. Yes. But It will get done, though. I think it's a really, really cool idea, and I love the idea of having a documentary on coffee. Uh, by coffee people, not by a bunch of journalists that have got an agenda that they want to get out there. Yeah, well, I don't think... There's never really been a, a great coffee documentary. And then, like, But the thing is, it's, it's the same thing is said about the coffee reporting and, like, anything that's ever on the news on the radio. And it's, it's never any good. Like, but I thought is the that one our fault or their I thought the one in the Times recently was wonderful with the is picture. Is that sure in it? Yeah. Yeah. It's all about me. Um, but, yeah, I think we're slowly getting there. I mean, the, what Oliver Strand is doing with, with um, the New York Times yeah. is very good. And I think Mike White has got his, his finger in that pie as well. Yeah. And um, Craig Butcher's made a good Craig's really really good he's really gone into it really understands it i would bend over backwards to get even like a, a five like a, like a two sentence column or something in the newspaper in ireland yeah. it would just be even just have some sort of pres presence i think would be an amazing thing but no, no, we'll get definitely. there we'll get there i'm looking forward to a time when you can read a restaurant review and at the end it'll just say oh the coffee was strong <laughs> like, like it, would, it would be really really great no i i i, I I think it's moving in the right direction. I think you know, there, there, as you say, there are. I can't think about three years ago. There were journalists who I could say knew about coffee. Mm. There was that um, the one that wrote God in a Cup. Um, um, Michelle Wiseman, is it? Yeah. Is it? Have I just made that up? It's Michaeli Wiseman, I think. Michael Wiseman. Michael Wiseman. Yeah. But it's a girl. But a lady. Isn't it? Yeah, a lady Michael. I, yeah. yeah. Um, but then it's got the, the Times article. My, my mom up and like ever since I've been doing this, she's like, oh yeah, is the little coffee thing going? And because I was in the Times, she was like, <gasps> and she's at it. She works in a, she they own their own like run a club, and it's everybody who came in. What's up to there? 
Why should I do it? It's the first time ever I think she's been proud of me because normally she's like, <laughs> just, just quietly disappointed. <laughs> but she was, uh, she was quite proud of me for a day. It was, it was very nice. So you see, that's the nice effects of good press, good coffee press. Yeah, no, it's good. Uh, my, my father laminated an article that we were in and stuck it on the wall over, over the twisted pepper without me knowing. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> These people need to see it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, that's good. But um, yeah, the Dirty Cup guys, oh, hopefully they can get their money together. Right? I hope so, very much, because I think, well, I mean, they've said it's going to happen regardless, and, and I think that's really cool. You know, they'll, they'll do it out of their own pocket. Mm. But it'd be really nice if we can help them. Mm. And all the bitching that went on about it, just kind of like... The bitching? Yeah, they, they had to put a couple of rebrutes, re, you know, rebrutes, rebrutes, rebrutes. Let's put a th denials out there, a cl clarification of what they were doing. Because yeah. there was one blog post where somebody was kind of going, well, they're not agronomists, what they're going to go out there and do. Mm. And it was like, they can film it and raise awareness and kind of show people what they're doing. And I just think it's kind of bitching. Yeah, yeah. I think it, no, it's definitely a good cause. And yeah. I think um, we could all collectively learn from it. I think the, the impression I got, out, got from it was that they were going out there to see what they could do. Yeah. I think, I think it was like a pair of hands and raise awareness. Yeah, yes. and it's like, that's enough as well. I mean, it's easy just to sit at home and do nothing. So I think it, it's definitely... Um, and they, they're just good guys. Because we had, we had a conversation with somebody, uh, a customer that came into our shop, and he was he spends an awful lot of time working in Haiti. And he was saying that he goes there and there's really bad devastation and you know a lot of poverty and crime. And, and it is a terrible situation what happened there. And uh, he this guy it happened to be a musician as well. And he was saying that I, oh, I should buy coffee from Haiti. And I was saying, well, like, I've never really had any. And the, any coffee that I've heard of from there, you know, by all accounts, is, is not very good. And he was saying, well, he got really angry. And I was like, well, it's important you support that. And you need to help these farmers. And it's a good threat. And so I said to this guy, well, you're a musician. I'm sure there's somebody in Haiti that makes guitars. Why don't you use their guitars to play in your band? And he was like, well, don't. <laughs> and it, but it was different for him because it was a musical instrument that so was very important and I was like well this is exactly how I feel about the coffee in the shop now if there was a coffee that was even halfway decent from Haiti I would be yeah. all, I'd completely falling behind that but um, again it's like it's like I was saying to you there was a local charity thing where we roasted some coffee up and McCanter kindly donated the coffee and we used Dom Rep Dominican Republic which is next door because there are some okay coffees from Dom Rep that I've had and um and this one was it was it was good, you know. But Haiti, I think I've seen one sample and didn't like it very much. Mm -hmm. I know Java Republic do um, a blend with, with some ha uh, coffee from Haiti, Haitian coffee, in it. But um, yeah, I don't know. I'd be interested. I would. I'd love to try that. We should try that next time. If anyone has ever had any coffee from Haiti, uh, mm. please contact us if you know if there's any good stuff knocking around. We'd love to try it. I really would, because it would be um, a nice way to. Kind of, I think in a lot of sense, like a lot of the countries that, that, that exist around the tropics tend to be very poor countries, so I mean, I think it... it Haiti's, the, is it Haiti's the poorest country in Central yeah. South America? In the world. Sorry. In the world, right, mm. okay. Because I, I, I did... And even, that was even before the hurricane. Yeah, yeah, no, no, because I think, I think it was Nicaragua was second, and I found something. Earthquake. Earthquake. Um, it hasn't called an <laughs> Um, but they nice way to make light of it. Wasn't well, good anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we'd be good for the UN, would we? No. Yeah, yeah. It would pretty good. Coffee's answer to the UN. 
But anyway, yeah, so um, I'd love to try some if, if we could. Mm. Um, and speaking of which, direct trade and all that kind of money to farmers, uh, you've done a bit of research. Yes. So last time we were talking about fair trade and we were saying what happens to that $1.30 fair trade price when it goes above the ceiling. Um, basically it just pegs the market. That's what I found out. Just what? Pegs the market. So basically if it goes to 180, it'll be 180. So it's slightly above the market price, is nope. it? Oh, nope. no! Basically, once it reaches one thirty-one, it kind of it can. Be, they, basically, if you buy fair trade, say right, say, so you, say you're a fair trade farmer, and I'm fair trade roaster. You're a fair trade farmer. Uh, you're a fair trade farmer. So I'm I'm Mr. Fair Trade Roaster. I come across to the co-op and I say, a farm. Oh, that's lovely. Uh, hey, it's actually a co-op, and it needs to be a co-op. Okay, that's brilliant. Uh, how many people are in your co-op? I hope there's more than fifty. Otherwise, I'll have to tell the fair trade one. people. Awesome. So, Mr. Fairtrade co-op manager type person. Just call me Jim. Okay, Jim. <laughs> I'd like to buy you coffee. The fair trade price is $1.31. Yeah, the market's at $1.26. I'd like to give you $20 a pound. What do you think? Okay. Thank you. Yeah, and that's what Mr. Roaster can do. Okay. But, Mr. Roaster can also come along and say, Hello, Mr. Fairtrade co-op. Hello. Jim, as I like to call you because we're friends now. I like it when you call me Jim. Yeah. <laughs> Well, this year we don't want to pay twenty dollars. Market's at one dollar eighty. We'd like to pay one dollar eighty. What do you think? No, I don't like that. <laughs> Thank you. Good deal. <laughs> so it, it pegs the market. Now I could also come in and say one dollar ninety, two dollars, two dollars. You can basically choose your price, which is good because yeah. I think that it should be because then it can be quality led. But the majority of roasters don't go to the co-op and do the deal themselves, they'll buy through a broker. Mm -hmm. So Mr. Broker will go along and go, right, just need the badge, what you got? <laughs> and he'll be like, right, this is what we're going to pay. So a lot of them will be just pegging the market, so a lot of the fair trades. So what happens is a lot of the contracts that are agreed pre-selling mm -hmm. aren't getting honoured. So I'm Mr. Coyote, mm -hmm. and I come to the farm gate and I go, hello Jim, that co-op you got over there, yeah? And you know the guys are only going to give you 180, I'll give you two. But we'll do the deal now, yeah? Mm. And he'll go, okay. Well, he's already signed a contract with Mr. Roasterman. To sell it on for three. So what he'll do, but no, Mr. Roasterman, who's been to gym and spoke, he mm. will go, oh, I'm sorry, production was down. We had terrible wind, lots of crops hit the floor. So what that does, it has an effect on the market because Mr. Roasterman has to go back into the market to try and find his coffee to buy. And particularly in a volatile market like now, because he may have agreed it's at 180 and now it's at 240. Yeah. So loads of the contracts aren't getting honoured, so that's also fueling the problems with the commodity price. Wow. Well, the other reason thing with the commodity price is that lots of speculators have dived in because nobody wants to invest in oil because of the stuff that happened with the BP rig. Lots of people don't want to invest in the stock market because it's very volatile, whereas commodities. And it happened in cocoa where this guy bought 8% of the cocoa market mm. and he owns 8% of the cocoa in the world. So he drove the price up. And other speculators have kind of moved from cocoa and gone, yeah, coffee, that's good. Let's move into there. Oh. Um, yeah, but also, the, there is some news that's making the price go up. So there's like, you know, Brazil's going to be down this year, they reckon. And there's lots of other bits feeding into that price. But it's everything's come together as one, as a, as a big lump. And do you think, how much of an impact uh, does the stock market prices have on direct trade prices? Um, it depends how high the direct trade prices were to start off with, because the argument is, during bad times, 
direct trade prices don't drop. Mm -hmm. So during good times, they shouldn't really kind of be pegged because it's gone higher. Mm. And, and uh, the way that... Like it's like, <laughs> if it was at 130 and it's gone up to 250 and you're going to pay 8, they're going to go... You're trying to pay me eight, and it's gone up to two fifty. Yeah, you're like, but that, yeah, it's two fifty. Yeah, I mean, but, yeah. but rarely are the direct trade prices that kind of exaggerated. Mm. They're, they're all they're normally there's normally a dollar, dollar fifty, which is most of the time fifty percent, yeah, hundred percent of what they normally get. Um, it depends on the farmers as well, you know. We, 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 the way I try and work out when we're doing the direct trade agreements is like, what's production price? What does it cost to produce that pound of coffee? So a pound of coffee, production price will tend to be around about a dollar a pound. That's how much it costs. Mm -hmm. Then you put your, obviously the bonus that you want to put on, then you value the coffee at where you want to value it, you know. And, and like on the Bahia trip it was really interesting because we valued a lot of the coffees that we paid less for last year higher because we knew we'd have a market for them. So for instance the Terramata, we agreed a far higher price because we had a market somewhere for those to go now. So we knew, for instance, with... Uh, there's a couple of clients who we've got who take that coffee that pay a great price for it, we could pass some of that on. Some of the others we held and some of the new ones we went in between the two because we really wanted them after cupping them. So direct trade prices come down to production price and then what you perceive the value to be. And it's a matter of sitting down and negotiating. Yeah. I'm, unfortunately I'm the worst world's negotiator. Because in Bolivia they said, so we, we cup this coffee and we really like it. How much do you want? I said, well, how much do you want? Yeah. <laughs> and it was like uh, three dollars fifty a pound, wow. and I was like, "Yeah, okay," because it's great coffee, and I think yeah. it's, it, it, we know we're going to sell it. And it, but I, I don't do a great job for everybody else going in. He was kind of going, "Well, we'll go three ten and I, I just went, "Yeah, okay, that's fine." And I think they were a little bit shocked as well. I'm like, "That's how much it's worth." I said, "Which is worth?" That's pretty good. It's pretty bad as well, but yeah, it's good for them. It's good for them. No, but, I, but then what, what happens is if the market's at $3.10 next year, I don't expect to pay more than three fifty because mm. I paid that this year and I think that's a good price for it. So yeah. it's almost like the market becomes, you don't pay attention to the market, you pay yeah. attention to what it's worth with the production cost and a, and a social premium on there. Because the other side of it is, is that if um, commodity prices go up, then people will have less money, like, they'll have less money to spend on really great coffees as well, because, you know, so it has to come down, it's not, it's not, it's not exactly a linear relationship, you know? I'll tell you one thing because I'm if all your coffees are costing you more, you're going to have less, because a lot of people are kind of buying, they're buying of like, maybe five, six kind of like, you know, pretty decent coffees, mm -hmm. and then two or three spectacular ones, you know? Yeah. But if the decent ones are costing them an arm and a leg, it's kind of like, oh, well, we don't have really money for the, for the spectacular ones, you know? Or maybe not as much, you know? It'll be interesting to see what happens is it next Wednesday or Thursday, which is the Brazil Cup of Excellence auction. Oh, yeah. Because I've never seen an auction with prices this high. Like, that's, it's, it's, it's virtually, the commodity price is virtually the Cup of Excellence starting price. So they, they've upped it to 250 I remember Cup of Excellence being starting price of 150 when I first started bidding. It's $2.50 now. Well, market's at two forty, wow. so cup of excellence for ten cents more. Yay! <laughs> but um, that that'll be an interesting auction to watch, as they always are. Uh, it's always interesting. The last Colombian one was like you know price The average price was really well spread, which is the important part, not the not the headline thirty dollars yeah. a pound, but the the average price per lot. So I think it was something like thirteen fourteen dollars a pound, which is crazy yeah, and crazy good. 
That's pretty good, though. Um, but yeah, it was really interesting because as soon as we did that Tampa tantrum, I, I made some phone calls because I was I, I was intrigued. I normally forget to do my homework, but I kind of sat there thinking, well, what does happen? What do, but it's basically just pegged to the market. And um, so it just gets stuck to the market, but, and it's always exactly the same as the market price. Wait, no, that's the least it can be. Okay, and they, but they can pay more if they want. Yeah. So like, oh, you, know, really that, you can go to gym and you can pay whatever you want. And you can pay, so, you know, there's all sorts, like Organic has a 10 cents premium, um, which is fixed. So the, the fair trade organic price will always be 10 cents more than the, you know, the market price or the $1.31. Mm. Okay, that's, that's interesting, because I didn't think that, yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, I, I, I was, it was a real eye-opener, and um, I found it lots more, lots more. You kind of went into that whole commodity stuff, and um, it was good. Cool, well done. Can I have a gold star teacher? No. Oh. Bah! Um, but yeah, okay. I bet this is cold, isn't it? Yeah, probably. Mm -hmm. I would like some more coffee. Colin Harmon said that I made a vat pot that was okay. Yeah, so. That's the best That's the best he's ever had. Okay. But it's like, it's true. Like, I, I've had vat pots in a lot of places. And How many good espressos have you had in your life? Oh, thousands. And a lot of people have made me vat pots and. I've never liked it. I've never ever liked it at all. And it's always been okay. Like that was nice. It was fine, <laughs> but nice. But I, I would have far preferred it in a in a V sixty or a Yeah. yeah. We well, say I I I much prefer a V sixty or a because one it's easier because that took me ages, but also that it's, um, yeah, it's a different brew method. You got that's what you got to view it as. It's a different method. I it's do. Like, Just, it's uh, not do, very do, nice. you prefer, do you prefer espresso to stove top? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you see, well, you prefer Chemex to. Oh, no, I agree. I've never liked But the best, the best vat pot I've ever had is probably the best coffee I've ever had. What was that? No, it was the best coffee I made. You know, the best coffee I've ever made like, and enjoyed is a vat pot. Mm. But it's far fewer, it's a lot more work and it doesn't happen often. Because it's, 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 it's like that. the God Shot. You know, yeah. the, the God Shot. It, 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 with, 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 with that pot, I find that it's it's getting that exact. Because that's what tends to happen is that people go, what, you don't like back pot? Oh, I'm going to make it a great back pot. And then they make it and then I taste it and they go, eh, and they go oh, that one's dug a bit off, but they're usually great. <laughs> but that's because there's so many variables in there. There's so many things to get right. Oh, I agree with you. I understand. You know? I understand why it's variable. And but when they're great, they truly are great. It's like I'm, I'm touring the country uh, like uh, three days after the circus. You know? yeah. I'm like, oh, it was just here. It was great. <laughs> like, okay. But, if, but how many vat pots do you make? Uh, well, it, for about three weeks I made about four a day and I just never liked it. Okay, but well, how many have you made recently? I made three last week. Yeah. And they're all bad. All bad? Well, two were bad, one was okay. I'll do what most baristas do, blame the roaster. Well, but, and, and I want to like it, like I really, <laughs> really, really want to like it because it's brilliant, like it's so, like as soon as you start doing it, customers get up and it's like, oh, fire. <laughs> and it's like, it's really interesting and, and it's really engaging and that's what I love, like, because you just want to have a halogen lamp, don't you? Yeah, it'd be great. If only someone would sponsor me a halogen lamp from London. <laughs> um, so they... Tampa Tantrum brought to you by... <laughs> <laughs> But they, in association with <laughs> but yeah no I really would love to um, yeah so the back pot challenge if anyone reckons they can definitely make me a really great back pot I'll get on the plane and come and see it done please 
I think I need to go to Venice because they seem to be. Um, I'm sure you would have a beautiful that pot of Venice. Or Japan. Well, I've been mm. to Japan and didn't have a beautiful one. You see, at the at the WBC where they had the. Oh, I miss those chaps. I didn't. No. I was, no. <laughs> I was like, mm, okay. Mm. Yeah. So it's okay. If anyone has any hints or tips or, um, on all ears. Well, I'm, I am working on a brew guide. Oh, well, I've got a lot of people coming by next week Ooh. that can teach me how to do it. Do you, so it's called the WCE now, isn't it? So the WBC, the so the World Lash Air Championships, the World Bristol Championships, the World Cuff, Cupping Championships, the World Ivrick Championships, and the World Coffee and Good Spirits Championships have now morphed into one conglomerate superpower called... The Does w this mean Cindy Chang has morphed into yeah. Super Cindy? into the WCE World Coffee Entertainment I think that's what it is it's a polite to google things during time no. so World Coffee Entertainment yeah, so is coffee entertainment is it competition entertaining rarely <laughs> what's going on what so so anyway, people are coming to see you, Colin. Why are they coming to see you? Well, well, why, why are you so important to the World Coffee Entertainment? Are you the entertainer? So what's happening is that they're coming to do their committee meetings, so like the Education Committee and the Judges Committee and all that kind of stuff, and they're coming to Dublin. Why Dublin? They were going to come to London, and then they realised that Dublin was 37% cheaper. <laughs> so, because... Uh, um, <laughs> See, there's so many jokes you could insert now, but I'm just going to step away from the jokes, because I have lots of Irish friends. Yes, you do. Yes. <laughs> I, uh, I don't want them to be ex-friends. So, they, yeah, they're going to come along and we're going to basically... Uh, but hasn't your economy crashed? Yeah. Hasn't I've got a blog post to send on about this. And it's, it's funny because like, I was in Italy last month and I've been here a few times and I'm going to Amsterdam tomorrow and it's... Every time I, I travel or when people come to see me it's just like, oh, and you're, you're all... You're, your country's in ribbons and it's terrible. And I'm like... It's fine, like life goes on, like and it's it's kind of it's it's the media is definitely making things seem an awful lot worse than well, it. Greece hasn't disappeared, has it? It's Greece still there. It's like, still there and it's it, they're still like eating. Like you were saying when you went to Iceland when yeah. you're kind of like nothing's on fire. You know? <laughs> no, no, no nobody was burning you right? Yeah, it's like the way I always say it's, it's like if you didn't have anything you can't lose anything. So <laughs> we're uh, untouchable. But yeah, Dublin's great. Come to Dublin, it's a wonderful city and we love you. It is my it is my favourite my favourite European destination. Ooh, cool. And because yeah. I like David Walsh there. Yeah, that's probably yeah. But yeah, so they're coming over to the group thing, so I get to bring them on a walking tour of Dublin. A walking tour of Dublin by Colin Harmon. Oh jeez. So uh, Colin, Colin is the most patriotic person I've ever met. You go when the first time I went to Dublin he was like, Ah that's where that's where my granny lived and that, that, that's where the king lived once and there was a great old duke lived over there and um, yeah we underneath oh look at that what was it um uh, Lansdowne Road Lansdowne. And, and like for the first six or seven times we went Lansdowne Road and to the point it turned into a joke that oh look Lansdowne Road Colin yeah. <laughs> um, so but yeah, yeah, you are so patriotic. You love your city. I've only got an hour and a half. Oh, jeez, that's not going to be long enough. Yeah, I'm just going to kidnap them. But he does, he loves his city. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a nice city. city. So that's going to be a lot of fun. So they get to... We've, we've rearranged the bar in, in the shop as well. That It's now longer on the side and there's four stills along. 
So the changes are going to come into the shop and say the force do it. <laughs> but like, yeah, that's going to be funny. So uh, no, I'm look, really looking forward to it. I'm kind of terrified as well. I'm more worried about them coming to my shop than it was about doing competitions. Which is a bit weird. But um, hopefully they'll enjoy it. Yeah. No, I'm sure, I'm sure that I, I'm sure it'd be like nothing they've seen before as well. Uh, as everybody goes to three FE, it's yes. unique. Yes, it's definitely that, isn't it? Yeah. In a good way. Yeah, definitely. So, um, other news as well is uh, in, in terms of Dublin is um, Mr. Watch. The other black stuff. The other black stuff. That's cool. So, Dave, for those of you that don't know, Dave Watch from Other Black Stuff has long-standing friend of the show, taken up a position with uh, Marco. I'm just taking up a position. Oh, okay. Uh, and consider your range. That's amazing. Like it's it's great that Dave has finally come on board because he's been so productive out of the industry. I can't. I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do in the industry. So I noticed he stopped blog posting since he's worked in Marco. That's it. He's just gave. He's given up. It was just a ruse. It was just a ruse to get into coffee. Yeah, yeah. Now he's just going to stop everything. I'm I'm here now. Because yeah, it's always come on, stack. Give me money. Yeah. <laughs> but he's uh, oh yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what he can come up with. I think he's brilliant. I'm I'm really really pleased with him as as we both are huge admirers of his work. Yeah. Um, I think he's brilliant. I love the man. Yeah. And we have the coffee cup cup tasting competition coming up. Oh god. I know. Are you competing again, Colin? In the cup tasting. Yes. In the cup tasting, not on the birthday competitions. Yeah. I think there was a. I was getting emails from people going here. Like I know you're trying to keep it quiet, but you're you are entering though, aren't you? I'm like, no, I'm not. Come on, you can tell me. So yeah, like, I I got a few emails like that as well, from people asking if you were competing. I was really? Like, if he is, he's not using my coffee. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 been good to. A lot of fun, but time to move on as well. I think the cup days. You know what I'm gonna do next year? The latte arch. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. I love latte art. Are you really bad at it? <laughs> He's not really bad at it, I'm just picking me. Uh, yeah, I think it could be fun. Yeah? Well, I can start having fun at competitions instead of cacking myself. Maybe you could have fun as an IBs. Um, That's, no, no, no. Yeah, because we got three people competing, so it's going to be a little bit tight. <laughs> I'm like, how is the shop going to work? So I might just have to work, which would be a bit meh. But um, we'll, we'll get over it, I suppose. So who's competing? You got Jordan, Pete, and Jerry. Mm. So yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. No, it is. It's uh, be good to have all that representation from the shop. Yeah, and it's a good from learning somewhere that didn't exist eighteen months ago to three competitors. It's funny because Jared, Jared, like Jared's last year to those been it's always been good, but it's become amazing in the last week. Yeah. And he's been doing it for twelve years, <laughs> and it's just because the competition's coming up. He's just suddenly stepped up his game, which is I think is just a real a sign of 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 a. Uh, Kind of laziness in the past. Yes. <laughs> well, the benefit of competition. Yeah. I think it's kind of that head fake where you kind of like by the time you, you get your head back up afterwards, you're like, oh look look what I can do now. And you're kind of that's that's the the real value of it, you know. And and winning as well is the real value. And Prize Mr. Walsh is competing. Yes. As well, which is yes. So there's this and uh, and the guys from Belfast, Judy and Michael are gonna come again and. Uh, Rob Smith, Rob Smith, competing from Northern Ireland as well, which is Vicky cool. is doing it again. Yes, Vicky, yes. is she? Mm -hmm. Oh, I didn't see that. Mm -hmm. Vicky Fitzhenry. So Ooh. all of a sudden, from like a country that just like only ever produced like kind of two or three people, but it, like we're looking at a lineup of of like ten, ten, twelve people. The that Cafe Creme guys are competing. Mm -hmm. are, they, are they competing in this? Uh, I think so. Yeah. yeah. 
It's wicked. And it's brilliant. If you're looking at 10 to 12 people, I can seriously and it just, bring uh, it home. One thing I think it does highlight is the own goal from the UKBC last year of cancelling the Northern yeah. Irish. And I think it's the benefit of the IBC and it's their game and yeah. UKBC's loss, not having those great people involved. Yeah, um, I think it would be good to bring it to Belfast sometimes then as well, just to... That would be very interesting, actually. Yeah. That would be very cool, so I'm looking forward to that. Hopefully I get to see some of it as well. That would be incredibly cool, actually. I hadn't thought about that angle of it, but it'd be really... Yeah, but I think like what, what could be really... I thought the same to them, if we had, like, Ireland is, for those of you who don't know, is divided into four provinces. There's uh, Ulster, which is up north, where Belfast area. Uh, Leinster, where Dublin is. Uh, Munster, where Cork and Kerry and all of this down south, and Connacht, which is for the west. But I thought it would be really cool to have like a, a Munster, Leinster, Ulster, and Connacht championships. So then you could be like the barista champion of Munster. Because like one of the, I think we said this before, one of the downsides of competition is that for outsiders, they're only really prepared to take one barista a year seriously, if you know what I mean. It's like, well, I, think it all, I think, it, I think it's get to the point where regionals would be really good. For the IBC as well, because it raises awareness as well. well it, not just awareness; it's become too big. I, it, Twenty-eight people. That's a lot of people to compete in two days. Mm. I think it'd be really cool if you had a top ten competing on just one day, one day of main competition, and the rest was regionals. Mm. Or six people would be even better. Yeah. You know, have like a finals. Um, so, or, or say top two from each of the regions or something like that. It'd be really that'd be smart. Yeah, I'd, I'd like that very much. But um, no, I'm looking forward to it. And I hope I hope we get to see some of it. I need some guest baristas to come in and help work in the shop. <laughs> <laughs> but um, the competition season is it's really rolling into gear. When does the US one start? Uh, it's got to be soon, hasn't it? Yeah, it's I think it's around. Yeah, it's around January, February, I think. Yeah. But I remember, like the US one is great. Like it really is. It's amazing and. The, the standard the streaming. that it is. The streaming's always great as well. And it's a good time with it's always a good time for me because it's like early evening, late oh, it's evening. April. It's on April. It's in Houston. The SCA SCAA show. Yeah, and, and the, the USBC, yeah. Yeah, but the, so, yeah, the, but the regionals yeah. obviously. Yeah. Yeah, the Western regional is always really good to look watch and that one and the, the Middle Lake one. Uh, the Great Lakes one, sorry, not the Middle Lake one. I love Barista competition. Yes. But the the standard and I always love that the um I don't know, like if I could go back and do anything differently, it would be I would be a bit more aggressive and just ballsy and just like uh, like have more fun with it, you know. Have more fun with it, for sure. But yeah, I think like the London was great. Like kind of that was we had a lot of fun with that. Just did it exactly the way we wanted to do it. It's but not your style, though, is it to kind of go out there and be all. all no, but I mean in the sense that like just do what you want. Like I think in London we did what we wanted to do. Whereas the year before it was very much kind of like, okay, do an impression of barista. And there, you, <laughs> I see people being very formal with what they're doing and saying, oh, I better do this and I better do that. And you're like, they, they don't come across very well now because like, that's not who they are, you know? And some people are like that. But I mean, in the States, every day, the performance is always very individual. Like you can, yeah. you, you feel you get to know all the baristas. And you can say, oh, I know, like I've, I've only ever met Chris Backer for like 30 seconds, but I think I know what he's like yeah. just by watching his competition. I think, I, yeah, I think the other thing is you, you, it becomes something, doesn't it, that you did. Oh, you did a Chris Backer or you did a, you know, yeah. you, you did a Carl Glanville or you did a... You know, it's, yeah. yeah, and sometimes you feel like when you're preparing, you're like, oh, I'll just play it safe and don't. If you play it safe, you know, it just you need to have that. That thing that'll just excite the judges, you know, and that's yeah, a lot of fun. I'm doing it again. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, no. But um, yeah, no, it's, it's it is amazing. I'd love to go to see USBC. Be brilliant. Yeah, 
Yeah, no, would I? I saw, I saw two thousand and eight USBC at um, Long Beach. I went to the fight, the finals there. That was good. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Really, really good fun. It was, uh, it was the, certainly the highlight of the SCAA show anyway, but. That's not saying a great deal. That's yeah. like saying the highlight of watching the test card. Yeah. <laughs> but they they always had um amazing so I remember watching it the first year going to Atlanta and they'd won the Irish Bristol Championships and then the US Bristol Championships was on like two weeks later. Oh, oh my god, I couldn't sleep for days. I yeah. Was, I was terrified. Yeah. Just they were so good. Yeah. Now it is that's the standard the standard is really high, but I think there's some some that shouldn't be competing. It's, I guess it's like every competition, though. There's some that you kind of yeah. go, that wasn't great, but yeah. then the great ones are really great. And you mm. kind of think, it's, when it gets to the USBC stage, <laughs> do you actually sit there and go, that wasn't great? <laughs> uh, do you don't computer. seem to know very much. <laughs> I do do that on my computer when I'm watching the streaming. Is that you? Is yes, you? yeah. The yeah. guy <laughs> the guy's sounding as Jim Seven. <laughs> You're all shit. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> You said you wouldn't tell anybody. <laughs> I'm going to sign in as Dublin Barista next time. <laughs> You're all crap. <laughs> the competition's gone downhill for the time, isn't it? I'm a bit of a streaming hoe, though, I think. And I like... Yeah. You I do think... stream the shit out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love being jokes. So, yes, um, we've got one more thing we need to talk about, and we haven't really talked about it, so we're going to have a discussion on camera about Tampa Tantrum Live. Yes. We have issues. I have issues. Big yes. issue. Unfortunately, Steve has, has double booked <laughs> the trip to Costa Rica with Camper Tantrum Live. So there will be some hectic phone calls in the next few days and emails and, and apologies. And, and hopefully we can rearrange it because it's got looking like March now. Sorry, everybody. So, well, we, well it's going to be great. It will be amazing. We're committed to getting it done. Shout to that, mate. I was a bad person. No, it's we kind of take this in turns. It's like you, you double book something, and I double book something, and then you double book something, and then I double. The book problem something. was we kind of said, yeah, that's going to be the date, and I never actually wrote it down anywhere, and it just kind of like I completely forgot, and then all of a sudden we were talking about it. It's this trip has been like the worst trip I've ever planned because Dale's competing the week I'm away, the IBC is on the week before. The Midlands heats on the week, like the day before I go, and I'm just like, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. But the, I didn't have any choice on the itinerary. The guys who I was, I, I'm relying on two people in Costa Rica and El Salvador to host my trip for me, so I make sure I get to the place I need to go to, look after me. Where are you going? Because uh, yeah, yeah, I'm going El Salvador first of all. I'm going to Santana, San so I'm going to spend. Uh, the four days in Santa Ana, going to meet Ernesto, uh, so I'll be going to La Luz on Alaska, uh, I'm going to... Um... Did I tell you about my idea? So we get, we, get, we get a lot of copies, and I've always had this huge like, kind of like affinity with the copies from Santa Ana, and particularly... Uh, and, uh, La Fanny. Yeah, like, it's like, um... But particularly, I think, uh, Neto's two firms is La Luz on Alaska. Yeah. But we were thinking of having, because you have... La Luzon, La Luzon Cascara, Alaska, um, Nuta, special, special Reserve, Peabree, Peabree, uh, and then a natural lot from La Luzon, is it? Or no, no, we've got the nat we've got the uh, Ernesto Special Reserve 
natural. It's natural standard, like not 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 Hebrew kind yeah. of. Yeah. And where does where does the reserve come from? Is it Lalusian, Alaska, or? It's a mixture of all the farms. Oh, okay. So it's, he picks the best, what he feels are the best lots from all of the farms. And, the, and brings it how in. many farms has he got? Four. What are the other two? Uh, Los Andes. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember the other one. I, I've cooked it, but I can't remember it. It's, uh, it's, his new, it's his newest one that he's took over and he's, he's sorting it out. Mm. <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, yeah. like those, to have in the shop just those copies from one farm would be yeah. amazing. Yeah. So maybe we'll do that in the week after next week. Yeah. I can send him an email saying, look. Yeah. All your coffees, sir. It's the only thing we have in the shop is your coffee. But he's, uh, so I'm going to meet up with Ness over one day, and then I'm going to meet some new farmers. So I've got some new stuff to do out there, we need to do some, meet some people. So like, basically, going like to spend a day cupping. cupping. Yeah, going to spend a day cupping, and then from that cupping, we're going to decide where we're going. Uh, and then obviously come back, cut them again, and then make the decision once I'm home, because I'm not making any out there. And then on the Tuesday, I'm going to get on a flight from uh, Sal Salvador and I'm going to San Jose, Costa Rica, um, where I'm going to be going to uh, Western Valley, Tarazoo, and a couple of wet and dry mills out there, and really just do the whole tour. And I've got some leaves going. Give me the best itinerary in the world. It looks fantastic. More direct trade from Costa Rica? Hopefully, hopefully. It, it's, again, cupping, see what we find. If we find quality and we find what we want, then yeah, yeah. But that's that's super exciting. I mean, Costa, I've never I've never been to Costa Rica. I've never been to Origin. No, but I've uh, but I've kind of done. You, I think it's the last country in Central America. Oh no, I did Honduras. Yeah, it's the last country in Central America. I've done, I think I haven't been to, apart from Mexico. Um, Mexico's not not great. It's odd. Um, but um, yeah, I'm super excited about that. Like nine days away, but that ruins Tampa Tantrum Live, and it's yeah, I'm a bad man. Sorry, I'm very, very, very sorry. I have to send those emails tonight. Like, anyway, just send them saying Steve says he's very, very sorry, and you've hit me several times, and I'm yeah, I, I couldn't apologise more. If anybody has made any plans, I'm just. Anyway, um, but yeah, I think um, I'm very jealous. Thank you. Or else you could you could pay for everyone to come to Origin with you. We could be Tampa Tantrum Live in Costa Rica. Oh no, that would be wicked. Yeah, I might do a Tampa Tantrum Live in Costa Rica on my own. I should do. <laughs> Hello everybody and welcome to Tampa Tantrum. Yeah, that would be brilliant. The fourteenth or thirteenth and a half. Thirteenth and a half. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, so I think we've had a nice. Uh, Brief and uh, succinct episode of Tampa Tampa. Yeah, I think we kind of done. We wanted to do one. Yeah. Um, do we need to do it? We should test homework for next week. Next time, what would you like to find out? Because we 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 were good when we did the finding out stuff. Because people learn stuff, uh, including us. I will find out. We'll do some homework. We'll come with something next time. We'll come with a little project each. Yes, we'll, we'll talk about it on the way to the airport. Because that's where we're going now, because Colin's going home. Yes. We're actually going to have some breakfast first. Um, he thinks. He thinks. Okay, well, thank you again for joining us, and Happy New Year. May all your copy be 1.3. <laughs> not what, what, not 1.113. Oh. 0.13. Oh, and get, get well soon. Oh, yes. Yeah. Feeling better. Really, really. Horrible to hear. It was from 
that barista camp thing, wasn't it? Yeah, he got bitten by a deer taken. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, 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 I fell down the stairs and all sorts of horrible stuff. <sighs> and, yeah. But yeah, well on the road to recovery and hope you feel better soon, Vince. But Vince, is it 0.1.3.2.2? Promise to